Hello everyone, it's Vince, here to bring you a very special bonus podcast today. I hope you and yours are staying safe after the holiday weekend, staying safe inside. What you're going to hear today is not the usual Max plus Vince podcast. In fact, you're not going to hear Max Bredos at all. I've given him the day off for his birthday. Uh, but in his place, we've got some killer guests, Bob Bradley, head coach of LAFC and former LAFC assistant head coach and current Vancouver Whitecaps head coach Mark Dos Santos, along with a third voice you might not recognize, which is Sheldon Rogers, digital guy over at Van- over at the Vancouver Whitecaps. Today we have a conversation, I mean this in the truest sense, uh, between two great coaching minds, Bob Bradley, Mark Dos Santos. Sheldon set this up along with the Whitecaps brought me in and I, it was a pleasure of mine to help kind of curate this with them. Um, basically, we kind of just lob questions to the guys, uh, to Bob and Mark, um, and they ran with them. And what you're going to hear in moments is them taking it over. Uh, it, it really was a moment where you could just be a fly on the wall and hear two great coaches have a back and forth, uh, talk about what they've been doing in their downtime, talk about the things that are important to them and the things that they've been doing to stay sharp, uh, to keep their team sharp uh, on both sides of the ball. So without further ado, I want to get to the podcast. This is a conversation between Mark Dos Santos of the Vancouver Whitecaps and LAFC head coach Bob Bradley. Hey, uh, talk about an all-star Zoom call. Today would have been Vancouver versus LAFC. Obviously, we're missing the action on the pitch, so we wanted to give you a variation of some Vancouver slash LAFC content. So take a look at your screen right now, this Zoom call. Talk about a great conversation about to happen. You might recognize a couple. We got Mark Dos Santos from Vancouver and the other Bob Bradley from LAFC. And the other face that you're seeing right now, our guy Vince LaRosa from LAFC.com. Vince, you have had the pleasure of knowing both of these guys and hanging out with them at the same time. I have. I don't know if they can say the same about me because I'm always bothering them with questions, but I have. And uh, Sheldon, thank you so much for for bringing me in on this. Bob, Mark, it's great to see both of you digitally. Um, I think uh, if I want to get started, my first question to both of you would be, one is, in this time when you're staying home safe, how are you staying sharp? And sub-question, is there any hobbies that have come up? Because lately my Instagram feed is filled with a bunch of bakers. Everyone seems to learn how to bake bread during a pandemic. So I want to know, have you guys picked up any hobbies or any old hobbies you've started again? Cooking. Cooking has been a, a hobby. I've been, uh, I've been around the a family before uh, all of this happened. And a good Italian family that has taught me how, how to cook. Um, and that's my, my big moment at night. It's a moment that changed uh, my, my wife's life, uh, but it's been good for me. Uh, and also I've uh, Sheldon uh, guitar, trying to play guitar a little bit more. Apart from that, you know, watching games, watching uh, teams that uh, I identify with and I like to watch. Um, it's too bad that I always know the result before the game starts. Uh, so it changes a little bit the dynamic of how you watch the game. But that's what I've been up to and a lot of time with my kids. I've been away from them for a lot of time. So now it's great to be with them and, and just spend some time with, uh, with the kids. That's my, my hobbies and what I've been up to uh, lately. 
Well, good, Mark. You're, you're lucky. Uh, I'm going to say lucky because the time when your, your kids are young, uh, those are special times. And so uh, we are another few chapters ahead of you. So the way we get that is with FaceTime. And obviously, Michael being in Toronto, uh, uh, Ryan and Andy, as everyone knows, in Vancouver, Kerry in Germany. Our best moments in the day involve videos of the kids and uh, just seeing what they're up to, seeing the way uh, Michael, Amanda, and Andy and Ryan uh, interact, uh, come up with ideas, keep busy. That part of it is awesome. So uh, that's been important uh, during this whole stretch, just finding ways to stay connected uh, as a family, stay connected as a team. Uh, and then also just reaching out to friends from different places around the world, knowing that everybody's uh, in this together. So those, those are the things that have really occupied my time. Wanted to follow up here because I know that uh, obviously you guys are staying busy with the families and, uh, and keeping yourselves busy at home, taking up new hobbies. What about the work side? Um, Vince tells me, obviously, working with both of you, both of you are um, very, uh, very strategic, very uh, into your preparation for the game. How are you uh, staying busy on the work side of things right now? I mean, I'll jump in first on this one because, obviously, uh, I wish that Mark had participated and a year ago he would have. But um, now that we're all Zoom experts, we've had a couple of really good sessions amongst the coaches where um, I ask everybody to find a few clips, uh, whether it's from our game or other games that they've been watching, try to connect some dots in terms of uh, ideas that we think are important in the way we play. Uh, I've asked them in certain moments to see if they can find situations in training that mirror some of the things that we see in the games and then when we get on our zoom call uh, everybody gets a chance to lead the discussion share the screen uh, it leads to uh, an ability to stop uh, the, the the clip at a certain spot discuss everything from positioning to to ideas on what can happen where the ball can go so so these kind of of discussions which uh, you know, look, last year, Mark was such a big part of these discussions. We'd show up every morning pretty early and discussions would start about training, about games, about things going on around the world, uh, styles of play. And, and, and I think we all just loved what went on every day. And so we just try to recreate those kind of situations as best we can. Miss you though, Mark. Yes, uh, we miss you. I miss you a lot. I, the time we've been in, uh, in the, the so-called war room uh, in LA is, uh, is a moment that I, I, I want and try to recreate uh, in Vancouver because I think it's the moments where you grow the most as a coach. At least for me, it was where I grew the most as a coach. And it's very similar to what the days we have here with uh, with the Whitecaps uh, staff we every every week between the analysts the coaching staff uh, we try to to get together and think about uh, moments of the game um, that some teams uh, we want to mirror in some teams and we want to look like uh, 
So there's maybe four or five clubs right now that we're watching a lot in different moments of the game that we, we try to, to take some clips to watch uh, in our first two games, what worked, what didn't work, uh, what was good about our model and not. And I think that the moments where you're together with all the staff and everybody involved and some ideas are, are thrown in and some clips are shared, this is when you get closer to, to your main idea as a coach. And that's the same thing we've been doing. That's our work. The only thing we could do now is we cannot prepare the next game. We, we can't over-evaluate the last game because we've done that a lot. So now we're trying to really look at a lot of games from other teams and try to get ideas to, to grow when everything starts again. Good. I, I know you've talked a lot about Flamengo and the way they play and, and some of their ideas. Give me, give me some thoughts there. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was able, one of the positive things about, about being in this position, like you said, you, you connect with people that you, you didn't connect a lot or didn't call as many times uh, before. And uh, I had the opportunity to, to, to have a long talk with the Flamengo coach. Jorge uh, Jesus and about his ideas of uh, how they won Libertadores and how they they went about the game, you know. And it's uh, a team that I think has a lot of principles that that I believe in as a coach. You know, it's a it's a very aggressive team without the ball. Uh, normally set up in a four four two, but very aggressive without ball. Want to recover the ball as fast as they can. Very vertical going to goal. So. Uh, there's similarities, I would say, to what Liverpool does under Klopp when they win the ball. Uh, that strong reaction to the loss of possession. A lot of things that he did in Benfica in sporting, able to recreate at Flamengo. And the way he just brought the club alive again, that was a, a big club sleeping, uh, really intrigued me. And watching Libertadores last year, there was a lot of moments that I, I, I became a fan of. We constantly try to evolve. And, and one of the things that we've talked about this year is still the, the balance between moments in a game where maybe you have control and moments in the game that are fast and more dynamic and, and where there's less control. And trying to really find a, a, a good understanding as a team of how to be as fluid as possible going back and forth between these ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you know, so many teams talk about pressing uh, and they do really good preparation. And so uh, that means that if you're very scripted with how you play and very predictable, you're easy to press. And your ability then to uh, play quickly when you win the ball and not require uh, the same starting points every time, this type of natural free-flowing ability uh, – for us is, is something that I think is, is special. Honestly, I'm not sure if you say to me which teams balance the two the best, Mark, I'm not even sure who I'd say because teams tend to be either more one or the other. Yeah. Um, but, but I still, and, and maybe I'm crazy, think that there's some mix of these two that, that ultimately is, is – is, is what we try to aspire to, uh, to become. And, and so uh, I'm constantly trying to watch games and, and look for examples of situations where the play, the ideas, the finding of space, the movement, 
Um, it, it, it happens quickly, and it's not something that uh, was just out of somebody's playbook. Yeah, I think it's the toughest thing to, to coach. It's uh, finding the right tempo in the game and knowing what the game, the moment of the game is offering you right now. Uh, and it's a, not an easy thing to coach. It's, uh, it's hard. As a coach, it requires two personalities, right? Yeah. Because you got to have a personality in some moments that you want the detail part. Yeah. But you have to have the other part of the personality that allows the game to go fast and know that some of those details uh, may not happen exactly the way you want. And, and, and so uh, this ability, even as a coach, to, to get across to players that, uh, yes, we have structure. Yes, we have ways we want to do certain things. But, but in other moments, the game is going to go faster and faster and faster. And then we, we don't throw the, the structure out the window, but things are going to require fast decisions and everybody being on the move. And, and so, uh, yeah, I think sometimes you know, people say to me, who's the best coach? And, and, and maybe I, I, my answer these days is, the best coach is, is some mix between Guardiola and the detail and the, the, the very, very specific ideas on how he wants his team to play. And then Klopp in the, the dynamic uh, way and the tempo and, and just the, the, the way they can push the game. And, and so if you can mix the personalities of the two as a coach and somehow bring a little bit of all of that out in your team, uh, for me, that's a fun project. That is for sure. Bobby actually kind of dovetailed into, into my question here. And day, day one, I remember being in the room and I remember you giving a speech. Mark was obviously there. Um, and I know a lot of the media talked about one thing and, and you referenced it, how you've gotten in trouble for one thing you said in the meeting, but I don't want to talk about that. The one thing that I've always stuck with me in that meeting was you said to the guys, you said, bring your personality. Um, and all my years playing soccer, um, watching soccer, being around professionals. I've almost never heard that because it, in my eyes, the, get, the sport has gotten more and more micromanaged. Um, but in dealing with Mark also, I would sit, we would watch Champions League games, Mark, and you'd bring up players and just their mentality. And it wasn't so much about technique, but about, hey, look at the decision he wants to make there. And that's the type of guy he is. So my question to both of you is, in terms of a player and, and what you're looking for, and especially when you talk about a micromanaged world of soccer, how important is personality? No, I agree with Bob 100%. And I think, you know, I was talking with, with a coach and sometimes we, we use words um, like personality, like the intensity in a player. And uh, we forget that th these words are related to, to their behavior. And, and this is the personality part I, I, would, I would refer when, when Bob said that. I think bringing their personality into the field is bringing their, their ideas, their talent, the courage that they have to do something. And the same when we talk about an intensity in the player, the intensity of the player is bringing an action or doing an action with, with the intent of, of being confident about what he's doing. And what I think is when players are able to be on the field and feel good about who they are, the belief on the qualities that they have, it makes a big change. Sometimes people see cockiness in that and see a player that 
seems cocky on what he does because of that that personality he has. But I think it's uh, it's key in the big players. The big players bring their their personality on the field, and I think that there there's there's a lot of things that I remember from that meeting. It was an important meeting for me also, and from there it set. And maybe we could talk about that later. It set uh, a change in me on how I I saw the game and moving forward after being in so many meetings with with Bob and the staff. But I I agree with you. That moment uh, uh, was 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 a key moment. And yes, players that have and go on the field with their personality and bringing out are the players that make a difference. Uh, you're right, Mark, that just personality comes out in different ways. Um, and, and I just think back sometimes to when I got to Norway. Stavik is a small club. Uh, the team was made up of Norwegians, uh, uh, one player from Finland, uh, a couple from Ivory Coast, uh, one from New Zealand, an American or two. Uh, but what I found out early is, you know, Norwegians are so respectful. Uh, they're really good people. But sometimes, especially in the early days, uh, they just don't show any personality. You could, you could tell the funniest story in the world and they would look at you and go, huh. And, and, and so I started... You know, I, as you know, Mark, a lot of days before training, whether it's inside or on the field, you talk to the players. And sometimes people say, well, what do you say before training? And do you prepare it? And yeah, maybe some days you have a few thoughts. But for me, a lot of what I say happens when I look at the group every day. When, when I size them up quickly as they come out on the field and I try to take the temperature of each guy. And I try to have different ways at the beginning of training to engage them. And, and so when I started doing that with the guys in Norway, uh, you know, one of the first things I, I said is, you guys seem like nice guys, but the way you're going right now, I'm never going to be sure if you're a nice guy or a funny guy or a smart guy because you don't show anything, right? And, and in order to be a good team, we've got to have personality. And that personality is coming from you. And you've got to understand what that means every day. And, and, you know, I said one day, okay. And I picked a guy out and I said, all right, it's your turn to tell a joke. And then he didn't even respond. And then I, you know, it wasn't that I was actually looking to bring him up to tell a joke, but I quickly said, no, 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 I get it. In Norway, you guys don't tell jokes. Come on. You know, this is, but you find ways to engage because to your point, Vince, a lot of coaches, they're afraid of, of personalities in teams. Uh, I, I sometimes talk about uh, what it's like for teachers in the classroom. And, and maybe when a teacher is young and just starts in the classroom uh, and they're worried about keeping control, they don't allow any give and take. And the classroom can be really stiff and rigid and most likely the kids hate it. But at some point, the best teachers know how to bring the, uh, the classroom to life and how to bring out personalities. And, and sure, that means sometimes somebody crosses the line. Uh, you know, one of the, the favorite players that I've ever coached was Christos Deutschkoff. And 
I was told by a lot of people before he came to Chicago, uh, no, no, this is going to be a problem. No, you won't be able to deal with him. All these things. Uh, nothing could have been further from the truth. Uh, sure, we had tough moments. Sure, I got at him and he got at me. But Christo, man, he was full of personality. He loved the game. There was nothing that ever happened in football anywhere around the world that he didn't come in the next day talking about. Uh, he, he knew as an experienced guy on the team that part of his job was to set an example. I remember in warm-ups where you'd be doing a certain thing as a group, like shuffling and swinging your leg out, and maybe the guy next to him wasn't doing it right. He'd take the back of his hand and just smack the guy across the chest and go, no, like this. And, and so, you know, I've been lucky. I, I, I've coached some guys – that had such strong personalities and, and I loved what they were all about and I loved what they brought to the team. And then I've always tried to make sure that whenever I work with a group that we're, we're asking and challenging guys to show their personality. Obviously you guys talking about the similarities in your priorities here. I want to look at it now on opposite sides of the ball. Because I think a lot of people are interested. You guys um, spent uh, spent a season together. How do you go about preparing when Vancouver has LA on the schedule and when LA has Vancouver on the schedule? Preparing for each coach. The the preparation is always about understanding the other team, understanding what they're all about, and and always that starts with understanding their players. Certainly my experiences with Mark, uh, watching his teams before he joined our staff and then uh, being with him every day. I know how organized his teams are. I know how prepared they are. I know how uh, good a job he does getting guys ready to play and compete. So I, I'll always make sure that, that when we're going to play any Vancouver team that our guys know that, listen, this is going to be a hard game, that they're going to know how we play. They're going to be prepared. They're going to try to do things to make it hard on our best players. They're going to try to do things to not let us um, dictate a game the way we might against a weaker team. And, and I just try to make sure that everybody understands uh, what that game might look like and, and how well prepared they'll be and, and make sure that we're ready. Uh, Bob has, uh, Sheldon, Bob has helped a lot of coaches that are in the market today. So I'm sure when he, uh, when he prepares against Vancouver, he prepares like every, every game that LA prepares. Uh, so we try to do the same thing. A lot of, uh, a lot of work and preparation are in every game, every game that we have a full especially when we have a full week of training and we could prepare every day towards an opponent. Um, we do the same. You know, we, we know what LAFC is about. It's clear from day one. It's, uh, it's very clear from day one what, what LAFC wants to be about and Bob's team wants to be about. Uh, and it's a very successful way. I think right now, and Bob, I'm not saying that to put you in trouble or that, but I watch a lot of games in CONCACAF, and I believe LAFC is one of the, the best teams in CONCACAF. It's clear the idea, what they want to do with the ball, how they want to dictate the game, um, their reaction to the loss of possession, how, 
how how far they defend from their goal and how how challenging um, it is for the teams that win the ball back in their in their half. Like if we defend in our half and now we win the ball, what do we have to do with it? And what what's going to be in front of us in that moment? So we try to create exercises during the week that are going to put us in situations like that. So you're we're ready. Uh, when the game starts. We're getting close to the end. So I actually have like one more question to kind of round us out and then we'll probably get you guys out of here. So we'll, All right, Vince, thanks. We'll, we'll do that. Um, Mark, I know you said that, that you, you prepare against teams, you prepare against any team and it's all the same. You prepare the same way, but there's got to be something special. There's all these connections now between you and LAFC, Bob, you and Vancouver, obviously with, with Andy. I'm just wondering... It's not a rivalry, but is there something special about Vancouver versus LA, at least from a personal level, maybe not so much uh, in preparing differently? It is for sure. Uh, on my side, emotionally, I think I said it a lot of times, uh, not only the impact of, uh, of the right decision I took when Bob spoke with me to go to LA um, and, and after being there, realizing how much it helped me as a person and as a coach uh, because Bob was always able to challenge me a lot. And today, um, there's a lot of ways that I used to see the game and now I see it now that has influenced me in a positive way. I spoke a lot about the organization uh, publicly with friends. There's not one bad memory or one bad thing I could say about the club, the fans, the organization, working with, with, with the staff and with Bob, everyday training. So everything for me was special and positive. Then it was a, a decision of career, a decision of family. Um, the only art part in LA was being without my family. So uh, all of that, when Vancouver came, I just thought it was the right thing for, for my family, for career. But of course, when you play or when, I, when my teams play against LAFC, there's always something very um, personal and, and, and a feeling of, of something special, uh, for sure. There's, there's two teams, I would say, that I feel that is playing LAFC and playing the Montreal Impact. Those are the two teams that are special in my heart and, and it's a special moment in a special game. Now, when I say about preparation is the same level of professionalism that we prepare LAFC, we do it against every team because our, our players need to, to realize how important every game is and how much we need to, to put the right work against every opponent. Uh, look, Mark's hit uh, all the right points. Uh, for me, uh, I mentioned earlier that I had heard a lot about Mark, uh, but our paths had never crossed. But when we were putting our staff together, uh, I, I just thought that he uh, brought, could bring something different. And from the first phone call where we talked about things, um, I was convinced that uh, his experience, his personality, uh, everything would really fit in and would add and and so uh all of us loved having mark around and the the work that we did the experiences that we shared um man those things never go away and so 
the one thing in this game is, is that when you have shared experiences with people, no matter what happens, no matter win, lose, uh, go in different directions, uh, you never forget the experiences you share with people. Uh, you know, the, the commitment that his family made for him to be there. Uh, obviously, I loved when Mary could come out with the kids or when we saw everybody in Montreal. Uh, I, I saw how important family was and, and just what a special family he had. Uh, I always call Mary St. Mary because she's uh, incredible. Um, but I'm lucky because Lindsay's a saint as well. Uh, so, so the, the respect and the admiration that I had for Mark, um, from working with him, getting to know him, uh, his sense of humor, his integrity, his work, uh, look, that'll never go away. And so sure, there are days you're on the opposite side and you know, when the game is over, listen, even when you've known a guy a long time, it's not like when that game ends, you immediately have like a two hour discussion, no chance. Um, because everybody's emotions in that moment, the game, the result, um, yeah, you, you put a lot into it. Um, but eventually, with good friends, uh, you get back to real discussions, real conversations, checking on each other. And so to this day, whether it's with a quick message or occasional phone call or, or the opportunity today, uh, I'm really proud of Mark, proud of his family, and uh, uh, always excited to see him uh, do well and Vancouver do well. Of course, every now and then when they're playing in LAFC, yeah, I'm hoping that they play really well and don't get any points. But uh, aside from that, uh, I follow the team, um, love watching the games, uh, and I, I know behind the scenes the, the, the quality work and the personality that's coming through. Hey guys, I just want to say, first of all, thank you to, to both of you for coming on today. This kind of stuff, just helping us get through this, this time at home. And obviously, eventually looking forward to when we can get back on the pitch for the real thing, Vancouver versus LAFC. So just want to take this time to say, Mark, Bob and Vince, stay safe, stay healthy, and all the best to you and your families until we eventually meet again. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Hey, Bob, take care, man. All right, Mark, best to everybody. You later. You too. Right. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining this special bonus episode. Hopefully, we'll have more things like this, but hopefully, we won't have to do things like this very much longer, and we'll be getting football to you very soon. Again, I want to thank Sheldon Rogers, Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, and the entire Vancouver Whitecaps communications and digital staff for uh, basically coming up with this idea and bringing this to us um, and allowing me to be a part of this as well as uh, our team, Seth Burton, Aubrey Freckman. Uh, they're the ones that uh, corralled Bob and convinced him to talk with me and, and be so open with all of us. I can't stress enough how much of a pleasure it was to just hear those guys go back and forth and in that moment where they're literally just kind of trading stories about teams that they've been watching. Uh, such a special moment, and we very rarely get to see coaches kind of in that light, so something really special. As always, please subscribe to the podcast all the Inside LFC podcasts. We're trying to do as many extra things as we can, but of course, the Max plus Vince podcast will come at you every week and we'll have a new guest sometime this week. Until then, bye-bye.